0: Welcome to the magic spark. I'm your host and personal wellness, witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self evolution, or as I like to call it self revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode hello my magic makers you're listening to episode six this episode welcomes another magical soul willing to explore and answer our four in 40 format again try to say that three times fast The basics of this format is to have guests answer four questions in 40 minutes about themselves, the wound they are currently healing through, the wound they identify with as the wound of their lifetime, and what's coming up in their communities and how they're holding space to support their communities. These questions invite my guests to be highly vulnerable and therefore incredibly brave. It aims to offer space to safely go off script from their typical roles and interviews in the world. By sharing our stories of trauma, wounds, or shadows, whatever language resonates with you, we begin to diffuse, normalize, and heal. Healing our shadows requires bringing them into the light. It is an uncomfortable process, but when we learn to get comfortable in the uncomfortable magic happens. Again, healing requires that we pull all the things out of the dark and discuss them, dredge the pond, so to speak. Witches know the work of the shadows, and the shadows are where healing actually happens. All things are first born, curated, and cultivated, and crafted in the dark. I often say that healers, practitioners, teachers, coaches, mentors don't really know any more than anyone else. They're just up ahead on the path with a flashlight, shouting back tips, tactics, warnings of fallen trees, loose steps, or maybe some optimal photo op moments. And be clear, healers, teachers, coaches, and mentors are not just those who officially carry or wear that title. We are each a healer and a teacher in our own right. Our lives are modeled behavior for someone. Sometimes it's clear that we have an audience or a role as a leader, but more often it's sneaky and subtle, and we forget that how we show up in the world has an impact on those around us, both spoken and silent. The souls that accept this invite to share are boldly authentic and thick in the alchemy of life. Today, we have a very special guest, Philip Salem. With his trademark combination of optimism, wit, and perseverance, Philip is one of the most sought after real estate agents in New York City. Originally from Ohio, he was drawn to the cultural diversity, art scene, and beautiful high-rises of the Big Apple about 14 years ago. Shortly after graduating from the Fashion Institute of Technology, Philip opened a designer clothing boutique in the meatpacking district called Owen. It was here he acquired valuable customer service and business skills as well as more deeply developed his natural talent for design and style. Philip then transitioned from selling clothing to selling a lifestyle, diving into real estate. Philip prides himself on being 100% authentic and transparent at all times. Can we see why he's here and why he's a unicorn and why I'm totally in love with him? I added this part, but I'm gonna give justice to his full bio. Also known as Agent P, he is consistently noted for his outgoing, friendly, and trustworthy personality. Philip believes that buying a home should be fun and exciting, and which is why he injects warmth and passion into everything he does. He aims to go above and beyond for each one of his clients, making a positive impact on their lives and giving them an unparalleled experience. Philip currently lives in New York with his husband and two dogs, Chiquita Banana and Cookie Dough. Some of his favorite pastimes include lounging by the pool, traveling and sitting front row at Mariah Carey concerts. He's also deeply passionate about animals and giving back to the community. And he can often be found volunteering at Animal Haven in Soho and fostering senior dogs. Philip Salem, welcome to the magic spark.
1: I, I'm speechless. What an introduction to the show and to myself. I am so thankful and so happy to be here with you.
0: Well, I'm giddy. I, that's where we're at. And I said it before we started that I'm like having a little bit of a hard time getting grounded today, but this is happening on the podcast in general. I am getting my favorite humans and souls here to have these discussions. I'm just so grateful. Well,
1: I, I. I know you guys can't see me right now, but I'm smiling ear to ear and I love listening to this podcast. I just caught up on everything this morning and you are just, I just want to preface before we dive into this uh, podcast that you are just such a natural at this and I'm so proud of you and I, I love what you're doing. This is such an amazing concept and it's something that needs to be heard. One of the things with me, you know, when you... This this amazing introduction that you just had about the show is, is being vulnerable. That's something that I have a hard time doing. People see me as a smiley person, and you know, I'm I'm always in front of people selling real estate or selling my clothing line, or you know, just always have a positive outlook. But to be vulnerable and talk about some of these, you know, traumas is is it it's going to be a challenge for me. And I wanted to be on this podcast today. Because I like a challenge.
0: <laughs> well, this I know I about share. You, right? I love a
1: challenge. <laughs>
0: and I really appreciate that. And I do try to do this justice because when we're sharing our wounds and our traumas, this is like ultimate vulnerability, right? And it is scary. And I really completely acknowledge that. And I'm grateful for you showing up for that because there's a whole lot of trust, right? Like mm-hmm. there just has to be. And you have to feel safe enough to be able to walk through these questions. Again, I'm so grateful. And I also, I don't think I would have said that about you. Like in all yeah. of our engagements, I feel like you're just so honest and transparent that
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: that's a, a really interesting reveal right there of like, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think being vulnerable and sharing it with so many people so many people that are listening and being able to talk about some of the things that have traumatized me in my past and how I'm working through that takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited to hear these four questions and dive into them. And to be honest, I, 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 I didn't really think or prepare myself because I just want to speak from how I'm feeling in this present moment.
0: I love that. I totally appreciate that too. And that's earnestly what I know that it's a preference because everyone has a different preparation space but the honesty that comes out and those first answers that come out in that moment there's so much magic in that of not overthinking not editing and not not curating it so i love this i appreciate you me too i'm so proud of you already it's brave. i'm proud
1: of you back (laughs) (laughs)
0: thank you i received that um all right so are you ready shall we begin
1: Let's do it, let's do it. All
0: right, so the very first one is more of a riff and your personal take on your bio. What is your magic in the world? Who are you? What do you do? And again, I read your bio. What would you like to add to that?
1: This is such a great question. Who am I? I do so many things and it's so hard to define myself in you know 10 minutes. I think everybody as a person has so many dimensions to themselves, but if you look at me from the working person, I sell real estate in New York. I am very creative with what I do when in selling real estate. I've had many people tell me that the way I sell real estate is very untraditional and will not get me clients, but I rebuke all those comments and I rebuke everything that they say. And I do everything my way. Um, people, and myself, I, I consider myself not, not your basic broker because I do things so untraditionally. I wear whatever I want. I act how you know I authentically am. You know, I do a lot of creative marketing. So when I say that I'm a real estate agent, I also branch out into that and say that I'm an artistic entrepreneur. With that, I have a lot of video series that I do. I created a reality TV show this year, which I'm so proud about, which I'm sure we'll dive into. It's called Agent P's World, which was a very, again, vulnerable experience to allow cameras into my life for a month and a half. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. I, I have a little bit of a, a cold to the to the listeners right now, but I hope you can hear me okay. Um, so I, I, I also do a lifestyle series called Three Things with Agent P, <clears throat> where I talk about my favorite restaurants, shopping destinations, and apartments in the area. I recently launched a clothing line called Agent P, which is a collection of ready-to-wear and Agent PJs. We also have candles and home sprays, um, which I love. It's just all encompassing from real estate to fashion, to video, to on-camera personality. It's all of my favorite things. So when people tell me that you should really focus on one type of work, you know, and be a master of that one kind. I refuse to do that because I feel I have lots of magic and I can't just be honed down to one thing. So I love that you use the word magic rather than what do you do? My magic is encompassed in the way that I treat my clients, the way that I treat people that come to my apartments. That's how we met. You came to one of my listings and that's how we met. And it was a magic spark right there.
0: Totally. You know, It
1: went, it, it went beyond real estate, you yeah. know? It went, it went to a different dimension. The creative spirit that I have inside of me to create clothes and create design, I had to do that. That's, that's one of my magics. The creative spirit that I have to inspire people on camera, let them into my life and show them that they can be whoever they want to be, not just in Agent P's world, but in their own world. Show up how you want to show up. Don't listen to the other people and the other noise. Um, that was a big thing with me that was one of my traumas that I'm sure we'll talk about um, is showing up authentically and not letting other people define what authentic means to you what authentic is to you is defined by you not by others Um, and then obviously I would say my biggest passion in life and my biggest magic is helping animals I'm one of the biggest animal advocates Um, I volunteer weekly at animal haven like you said in, in the introduction I I fostered, my husband and I, so I say we fostered over 25 dogs in the last two and a half years. We've had many foster fails (laughs) and we have fostered, (laughs) we fostered a lot of sick elderly dogs that really can't get adopted. So we call them hospice. So we, we hold them in our home during their hospice and we help them transition into the next world.
0: I didn't Um, realize that.
1: So we've had three phospice dogs that are mm-hmm. too terminally ill to be um, adopted. So we give them a great comfort. We've had phospices for one to two days up to two, two months. We just don't want to let them pass in, in a shelter. So if there's a desperate dog in need that is on their way out, we'd rather have them go peacefully in our house
0: so beautiful (laughs) it's a lot of magic (laughs) it's a lot of magic and it's uh, there you know of course things that i'm like yes 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 i'm glad you noted like how we connected right because i was gonna tell that if if it didn't come up naturally but it kind of has to right i this whole week it's come up like about this apartment and about manifesting and and we're getting ready to transition out of this apartment because it was only for this one year period of time and this is how you and i met and it like like just walked up and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're going to, I want to be friends. We're going to figure out how this is going to work. <laughs> was- and we became friends and we yeah. made it happen. Totally. But this is, you know, for all the magic that you just listed, like who you are in the world, it is absolutely about brave authenticity. This is my shtick, like at its core, like whatever your brave authenticity is of not letting other people put you in boxes and tell you who you can or who you should be. This is what healing looks like, right? Uh, Is just going, no, that's not me. Actually, I need to be able to do all of these things. And this is one of the core things, I think as humans and souls that we connect on because you were like, oh, you're totally the same. And I'm like, yeah, I don't fit into one person's box. And as many of us as there are out there, there also aren't enough, right? Of like, I'm gonna do a little bit of this. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna do some of this. And actually I'm gonna be great at all of them. So don't tell me I need to pick one thing or stay in a certain lane because there's enough magic to go around and enough help to go around that I just you so fit the category of you're not trying to be somebody you're not trying to lead you're just being you and this creates a model behavior for so many other people
1: and going off of what you just said of I want to be great at all these things. If for some reason I come to a realization that, hey, maybe I'm not so great at that and I want to <laughs> not do that anymore. That's also okay. As long as I try to do it.
0: Absolutely. So, you totally. You know, like
1: even, even with this, this clothing line, people are like, Philip, you're a real estate agent. You can't sell clothes and you can't do this. I'm like, I want to try. Yes. And so far the try has been a success. And what the success defined by me is that it actually came to fruition not how many things have sold, not how many influencers it's been on, not how many stores it's in. To me, the success is that I had a vision in my mind and I executed that vision. And if I decide that I don't want to do that anymore, that is okay.
0: Yes, like holy hell yes. Because this is such a huge one too. In general, people don't try things because they are afraid to fail. And it's not even the being afraid of failure, It's the fear of the side eye and the judgments and the comments for our perceptions of success and failure in the culture. And so this is just such a key, like, oh, I love you. And I just, I want all of us to feel that, right? In our own unique selves. Like, I'm going to try this. I want to do this. I'm proud of the process. I'm going to explore this. And I'm here in this one 3D incarnation to like juice it and experience it for all it's worth.
1: Yeah. And most likely you're going to fall on your head a million times. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be stressed. <laughs> I remember when you were speaking in your last podcast about creating art, it's actually like gut-wrenching and it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 you want to do it, but you're scared to do with it.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> when I come up with ideas, I'm like, I, I have, I have a creative spark in me, but to light that spark is challenging. Even though I know what I want it to be, I envision it in, in in my head, Eat, whether it's selling a $10 million apartment or helping a buyer or going on a listing pitch. To me, that's art. You Absolutely. know, it's about speaking to that person. And that, trans- that transitions into the, the TV show and the clothing line as well. But getting to do it, 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 it's hard for a creative person sometimes because you are scared of the failure. I'm scared I'm not going to get that listing. I'm scared this design is going to turn into garbage. I'm scared that the TV show is going to fail or I'm going to look like an idiot, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing for entrepreneurs and creative people is not being scared of failing because if you don't do it, <laughs> that's the failure. As long yeah. as you do it,
0: and this is the hardest, I think also, right. Yeah. Cause as creatives and entrepreneurs, and again, like this word of artists too, is, is tricky because even for myself, this is one of the biggest things I've struggled with as an entrepreneur, it like came from a, yeah. a strictly creative background or an artistic background. And then you move into business and think, and people think that this like sw- switch flips or that they're so separate boxes, but when they really go together, that the roles that I came from as like as a dancer specifically it's all about perfection Mm -hmm. right precise like being in unison what the techniques and the lines look like and so the concept of failure I think that's the biggest thing I've learned about being an entrepreneur like now I'm like let's just go fail let's just go try this you know (laughs) let's see if this one flies I don't know like And then in my mind at this point, that allows for more magic. When the expectations are pulled off, like when people get to that, like, fuck it attitude, like, I don't fucking care. I just want to do this. This sounds like fun. I feel driven to that often that's when the best responses, you know, or the experience of it, because it's just like, let's, let's go try.
1: It's free. It's free. It's free of the judgment of yourself. It's free of the judgment of the other people. Both of those don't matter ultimately
0: right
1: you know I think we care about the other people the most but when you stop caring and you have that fucking attitude and just do it that's when the best things come to life and that's when you actually inspire the most people it's funny my husband and I go out to lunch dinner this that the other and every once in a while somebody comes up to me like oh my god I saw your show or oh my gosh I saw that you launched a clothing line or you helped my friend with with their real estate transaction they just stop me and they're like I just really admire you and I I they kind of curl up and like I'm like oh thank you so much I want to give them a compliment back even though I don't know them um you know because I want to I want to inspire people one way or the other so for them even seeing things that I'm doing always do it with integrity and do it with other people's positivity in mind you know yeah. um just just trying to inspire others by your positivity if that makes sense. I'm going on a tangent.
0: No, but you, <laughs> one, just so you hear it reflected, you do that. Everything you do is with such heart resonance. That frequency is so loud around you. It is truly why I was like, oh yeah. Like little soul family, I hope he feels the same way about me. Yes, <laughs> yeah, otherwise I, I do, I do.
1: <laughs> 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 I felt I was stalking you because I'm like, let's do coffee, let's let's go into lunch. So the feeling was mutual. We're both stalkers.
0: Yay, our mutual (laughs) stalking relationship. How, this is, this good. It's good. All right. Beautiful. Okay, let's transition into question number two. And we'll see where this goes. Um, What is the wound, shadow, or trauma, whatever language resonates, that you are currently healing through, and I always like to add the the little explicative to it, that we're all healing through something all the time as humans, and that it comes in waves and stages. And sometimes it's really clear what's being asked for us to heal through. And sometimes it's really sneaky, right? And then sometimes it's big and heavy, and sometimes it's really little. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. So what is that for you right now?
1: I think right now, I am dealing with the revelation that I am showing up as my queer authentic self and no longer letting other people's ideas of what the queer definition means to them mean to me. So I knew I was gay, a gay male, um, when I was probably three or four. And growing up in Ohio and going to a Catholic school and always being told that being gay is against religion and not being surrounded by gay culture, you know, that, that really left the weight in my body until I went to college and when I eventually came out. And also there were some other things growing up 100% Lebanese, and having some family members not really agree or try to put how I feel and how I was born down and say that it's just a phase. You need to have kids. You need to, you know, not be gay anymore. Even though I knew I wasn't going to listen to them, those words and those thoughts are still in my mind as I transitioned through college. I start my own business and then the pandemic hit and it really kind of made me realize who am I as philip not just as a gay person, but goes beyond my sexuality as what is my gender. You know, I feel like I don't fit in as a male or a female, you know, and all of this made me realize cause I like to paint my nails. I have pink hair. Actually 99% of my wardrobe is women's clothing, and I'm doing quotation marks right now with you because I don't believe in women's or men's clothing. So just this hor- this whole gender non-conforming, um, I have to take a pause because I, I need to, it's still something that I'm dealing with and, and and feeling that I'm being vulnerable to share with you and to share with the, the audience. It's It's like the whole my whole feeling of being non-gender is finally coming to fruition and I can finally be free enough to say that. I, I, I prefer the he, him, they, them pronouns. I finally have been confident enough to say that out loud. And I think this is my first time saying it publicly (laughs) out loud to other people besides at a dinner table or with my husband, but that was a trauma and, and, Showing up at my so I have private events. I have like a birthday party and a Friends Giving every year. And that's when I feel like I can authentically show up as myself. I do outfit changes, I do different hair, makeup, dresses, heels as fun, as fun. But that's also how, how I am as a person. When I go out to dinner or how to show up in real estate, I don't follow the traditional norm. And that trauma of people constantly telling me that I am not good enough you need to wear a suit, you need to be more masculine, you need to be this way to get business, you need to be this way to be more successful at your career, you need to be this way to benefit other people's lives, you need to stop projecting your femininity on other people. Those are all traumas that I have received throughout my entire life. And as a queer person and other queer listeners and other queer people that are around us know how that is. And I think that can go with the whole LGBTQ, um, you know, family. So (laughs) I need to take a breath because I feel like I just just let, let go of a lot of, you know, demons and a lot of weight inside of me. But I think that's one thing that I have been dealing with. And I'm finally admiring it, accepting it, and being okay with it. And people will say, this is just a a wave right now. Everybody's trying to be non-conforming. Everyone's Mm, trying to be gender non-conforming. This has been going on for centuries, people. The LGBTQ community has been here forever. Right. The gender non-conformality has been here forever.
0: Two-spirit souls have been here forever.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: I... Uh, One, thank you for sharing. Thank you for feeling safe enough to share. It is a very big deal, right? This is identity at its core in a culture, a patriarchal, racist, toxic masculinity culture that desperately (laughs) wants to keep us in boxes. Right. And the reality is, is this is, there's something in this at a greater energetic sphere right now, which is why I'm stumbling just a little bit, because this topic, right, this, this trauma of healing, this healing opportunity, it's like an epic healing opportunity for the culture is that it does come in and it's like, oh, it's just kind of trendy. Everybody's trying on different things and saying there's certain things. And it's like, no, 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 no. Cause one, why would anybody say that and try that on? Because this is not, it's not a safe thing to say or to try on. Right. Typically.
1: It's so funny when people say that, why would I want to be made fun of? Right? Why would I want to be pointed at and laughed at? Why would I want people to you know, say, Oh, I want to take a picture of you. Like I've, I've had this and then start laughing.
0: Right. Who wants that? Nobody crazy wants that. And so it's again, brave authenticity, right? It is the most vulnerable thing to be your brave, authentic self. And to make these statements, it's one thing to start to feel them and know them for yourself. It is completely another one to state them outside, particularly your safe circles, right? Cause you're not even sure how partners or friends will react and respond. And I am not projecting here or telling you your experience. This is part of my own experience also,
1: of course. right?
0: As a, as a bi female, like you start to to you don't really fit in any category and without derailing things, stating those things outside of yourself potentially brings insecurity. Like your, your physical safety will be at risk.
1: Yeah. So like
0: it is bold and important and absolutely not trendy. It's powerful and healing to go, no, I, I, I need to be my authentic self in this lifetime.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring up the, you know, the safety. I have been places, even in New York City, where I have not felt safe for my physical body. Yeah. <laughs> where I feel like somebody's going to jump me or attack me in some way just because I'm wearing, a, you know, a five inch heel with a, a skinny jean, you know, yeah. or something. And you know, meanwhile, I if know.
0: I, it's okay for me to share, right? Like you're a very fit, you know, in a vessel that is perceived as male, masculine, exactly, like, like wide-shouldered, what, wi- you know, yep, like
1: I agree.
0: So as as a, you know, very female presenting, like more narrow vessel, like smaller body, like I will, I have felt unsafe in the world just because of size, right? Because you're like, wow, mm-hmm. somebody really comes at me, like just like i might not be able to (laughs) so like science maths and science whereas it is interesting also to hear that reflected that like just from this power physical vessel standpoint it's all the same as a human it it feels unsafe you know
1: yeah yeah it's a good point
0: i oh my god there's so many things right so many beautiful things of self and identity Um, and I just, am not quite sure what to offer in this moment. So maybe I won't because it's just powerful and important. I tried to encourage, this is what I wanted to share was that in the community that I hold space for, there's still this concept that questioning, right. Or, or synthesizing, getting to the authenticity of our gender and our, I, identity is only a queer topic.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right, and I, I don't perceive it that way. I think we all need to be encouraged to, at multiple times in multiple stages and ages, stop and go, do I still feel this way? Because our gender, one, it's a, it's a construct, it's a human construct, and it's a spectrum. It will shift at different times in our lives.
1: I cannot agree with you more here. I cannot agree. but. continue going because i'm just like
0: well because i just feel like (laughs) again we think that it's like we're we still see this in these like in binary terms this camp this group like this side or that side and i just feel like actually most people aren't being brave enough to question it or to dig around and go, do I still feel this way? Do I actually identify this way? Like culture and science, you know, labeling, because we're human. We like labels. It helps us sift and sort and understand but labels change. And I think this acceptance of like, well, I've always been this. And I say that I'm this. And so I am. And I'm like, I think it's really hyper important. I've been Starting these conversations, well, not just starting, having these conversations because I have children, right, with them to let them mm-hmm. know, and they're at these, you know, pre-puberty and puberty stages of of preteen and teenager of like you identify this way right now. That's great. Please leave yourself space that if you feel it shift, that you let us know at any point, whether you're 14 or whether you're 44.
1: Everybody's gender evolution or revolution I know you said something along those terms is their own mine is my path somebody else's is their path I will never disagree with somebody's path of gender or sexuality ever if that's one thing any listener can take from this I hope that resonates within you because that is their gender that is their sexuality it should not mean anything to you it means something to them and let that those people have their space. Let me have my space the way that I, you have your space with respect and with love. If you have disrespect or you have hate towards it, change your mindset. I challenge you to hang around more queer or LGBTQ people to be enlightened. <laughs>
0: And to grow and to hold space that actually each individual identity doesn't affect the person standing next to you, actually.
1: I, I, I know that I'm going to, I know we're going over our yeah. 10 minutes here for this question, <laughs> but it's so funny because gender identity goes beyond just the L G Hue term. Yes. LGBTQ term. I have had straight females and straight males who define themselves as male and female tell me that they wish they could dress more masculine, or dress more feminine. A straight male saying that they don't want to wear a suit and tie. A straight male telling me that they would love to wear, you know, a three or four or five inch heel boot. But they say, oh, well, I can't work. Oh my God, I love your nails, Philip. I would love to paint my nails like that. But my wife won't like it. Or a uh, a straight, you know, woman saying, I would love to not wear a dress. I want to wear a suit. And they, and, and, I, and I questioned, I'm like, why don't you? Why don't you tap into that masculine or feminine side that is within you? You're the one that's pushing it down. Yeah. You know, I think it's scared of the outside noise. It's scared of, you know, what other people are going to think of them. It's scared of not fitting in. It's scared of not being loved. And I couldn't do that anymore. So here I am showing up as my authentic self. And if it's me in a black hoodie on a couch, sweatpants, that's me. I'm still the same Phillip or it's me out on the streets in a six inch pump and, you know, a dress and a beard. It, it, it is what it is. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's who I am as a person. I'm not going to fit in a box anymore.
0: <clears throat> Preach. <laughs> I, I got so many things to say that sometimes I have to you be went have too many
1: tangents. <laughs> I
0: do. No, it's but it, it's we we're navigating a polarized culture, right? Of judgment. These yeah. conversations are happening a lot in our house for a lot of reasons right now. That when you dress a certain way, there are assumptions both directions, right? When it's like, why can't we just meet as souls and go? Oh, they. We say it a lot in our house. There are no boy and girl things. There's only things we like right and love that right like there aren't again gender is an assignment and this genderfication especially it starts right with toys and clothes actually didn't start that long ago it's gotten more so right of like pink and blue and it's been oh it's challenging particularly to raise children who identified as males in this culture because I'm like really like a- advocate of like there are no there there aren't girls clothes and boys clothes there's clothes that you like yeah. and clothes that fit and clothes that fit in the budget like this is what we've got here
1: <laughs> like, i love
0: that you know?
1: <laughs> like, yes um, and if the clothes fit in the budget at target in the woman's department for a, a person that was assigned male at birth and they want to go to the woman's department at target go for it as long as it fits in the budget that's right? the biggest <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what kind kind of clothes you're wearing, as long as you feel comfortable in them. Anyways.
0: Yes. I mean, and again, when we're talking about clothes and, and expression and creativity and artistry, like creativity and artistry does not know bounds or boxes. It's there to be played with and there yep. to be expressed and tinkered with and shared. Okay. I... Yeah. Seriously, have seventeen thousand things, and maybe we'll have another episode because I have so many things. (laughs) Um, But this is beautiful and important, and I'm I'm really grateful that you're sharing this today, big time. Of course. Um, Okay. Well, this rolls us into question three, which can be a variation or it could be something completely different, right? What do you consider to be the wound? the trauma the shadow of this particular lifetime and and this really means that it'll continue coming up right it may not ever go away but it can be healed at different levels at different times but we often can identify with this as like oh this is the story in this lifetime that i'm working with what is that for you
1: you know the while you're reading this question the word no kept coming up in my mind and the word no is something that I have been having to deal with for so long people will people always say no or you can't so that is something that I feel sticks out to me that's one of the 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 traumas what was the uh, original question because I kind of zoned out because that word just kept popping up in my head
0: I I will reread it, but I also feel like, yes, we we can run with that one already. It seems very loud. What do you consider to be the wound, the shadow, the trauma of this lifetime for you?
1: Yep. So that is is the wound and trauma. It's the word no. And you can't. Because I heard it so many times, whether it was in grade school where I wanted to play with the girls and play, you know, Barbies. They said, no, you can't. You have to play sports with the boys. Or whether it was in middle school where I, on dress down day, I wanted to wear shorts. But the girls were allowed to wear dresses and the boys couldn't wear shorts. They had to wear pants. That was a no, you can't. Whether it was me dyeing my hair in high school because I wanted to be be a bit more self-expressed and the principal grabbing my ear, Mm. literally dragging me up the steps, sending me home because I was trying to be self-expressed that was a no, you can't. So the three words, no, you can't are the, are the things that are, um, you know, the biggest burdens.
0: (laughs) I would, I'm going to make an offering here, just the work that I do in magical mentoring, right? That To me, this would resonate as, as the wound of permission, right?
1: Ooh, very true.
0: Right? Like, that with all of these no's and no you can't it's like so I need permission from you or from you or from this or from that to be me yeah I don't need permission this is just me
1: yeah like isn't aren't I enough? yeah so I think that was the biggest wound of my lifetime and it still is when people it's funny even you know I say I don't like to make it a negative connotation, but I use the word ex-friends who used to be friends because they've said, no, you can't, or they they mock or they make riddles of your life or not supportive. One thing comes to mind when I was producing this TV show, Agent P's World, that I am so proud of. People would say, why are you doing this? Nobody wants to see you on TV. Nobody wants to see you do this. And when I finally launched it, the response was so positive. All those no, you shouldn't, no, you can't were squashed. So I keep trying to squash the no, you can't and make them into yeses. And yes, I will. And yes, it's amazing. (laughs) So that's, you know, with with everything in my life and, you know, we can talk about my life and your life, but I think more importantly for those listening, (laughs) don't let, the no, you can't run your life. Cause I get so many messages on, on social media. Philip, I wish I could do what you, you, what you do. How do you show up to an event being your authentic self? How do you create a clothing line? How do you still sell real estate? How do you get these clients? Because I don't listen to the word, no, you can't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's so funny because when I went into this podcast, that wasn't what I thought would come to my Mm. mind for this question. I thought it would be something different, but it's really resonating right now with me. And I feel like it's something that needs to be shared for the people that are listening too.
0: Well, it has this very interesting direct correlation. So one of the things that I like to do as a bridge and a teacher is like, we have language in one space and then to make sure that we understand how it's the same in another space, but the language or the narrative is different to it. And so in magical mentoring, when I work with clients, one, just when you, you're getting messages from people and they're like, how do you do this? And you're like, or they say, I wish I could. And I know your response is like, you can, right. Like you you (laughs) absolutely can. And sometimes you just do it. Like sometimes you, you just do, you show up, but the language here is that like, when you hear, um. And no, you can't, your brain goes, yes, I can watch me. Right. And I'm going to turn, I'm going to alchemize it. This is magic, right? I'm going to turn it into something gorgeous and healing because you just said that, right? It's not in spite. This is about alchemy and magic and healing. It's transitions, right? But in magical mentoring and in the healing work that we do, we talk a lot about fear flags, right? Like the, like, where does the most like fear come up? for you of like, I could never do that. I don't, it's the same thing, different language, right. Of like, if if I do this, somebody's going to say this, it puts me at risk. I'm going to have to bear the brunt of something. And, and as a mentor and a coach and a healer and in my life, I know that when the fear flag comes up, that's actually like the pin drop in the map where you're like, well, guess where I'm going next.
1: (laughs) outer space,
0: right? (laughs) I'm going to
1: take this idea to the moon.
0: (laughs) Well, because the fear flags are, are the, I, I can't, someone tells you, you can't, you shouldn't, it's too hard. It's not in your box and in those squares, you know? And so those fear flags, they drop the flag and you go, that's the highest point of healing and the highest point of learning that. And when you start to do things that you're afraid of or fearful of, or you think you can't, all of a sudden it becomes not that big of a deal. Right. You're like,
1: yeah. And it goes back to the first point from question one is even if you're scared of the fail, you're scared of failing, but if you don't try, that's the only failure that there is. Cause even if this idea quote unquote fails, you initiated it. So if you don't do it, that's the only failure.
0: Right. But there's just not enough people having these conversations we're not typically being raised or caregiven by humans who no. cultivate this or were able to experience it. It's usually because they didn't experience it that they don't know how to cultivate it.
1: Yeah. And what you've said, any idea that doesn't check this box or fit in this box is saying that it's wrong. Go beyond gender, go beyond work, go beyond everything. Why can't you... As a human, just be enough to not be in a box. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going, I'm going, I think we're going even further than every question should, but. (laughs) I don't think there's a should at all. This is what I love. (laughs) No should, no should, no. Yeah.
0: We start with the questions and we let it open. Where's it gonna take us? Where are we gonna go? Yeah. And to me, this again, you know, swirls back to question two. And you're answering question two when we talk about the binary, right? The binary is a yes. check a box, male or female. Like, where's the spectrum of the wiggle room? And as a culture, we're so polarized, like really more than ever before, of this side or that side, right? Things aren't black or white. It's mostly gray. Yeah you know it's all gray right
1: <laughs> i think the the funniest thing is when i would get invites for weddings you know i'm 35 i had a lot of people get married in the last five six years and they say gentlemen must wear black tie suits woman cocktail or ball dresses whatever like now that to me doesn't exist And I show up the way that I want to show up to any event that I want to go to.
0: Yes. (laughs) You can see
1: all the looks, you know, (laughs) and, and I post the looks on my social media because to me, it's creative. To me, it's a form of self-expression. And to me, it's a way of inspiring other people, not just the LGBTQ community, but the entire community as a whole to express themselves in whatever way they want to and not fitting in a box so
0: absolutely well this is the power of visibility right that we think it doesn't matter and we think that oh well as long as I know who I am or the people close to me or my date they know and it's like yes but you never know who's looking and who it empowers and seeing ourselves reflected and versions of ourselves that aren't reflected much is powerful and important and starts to allow more gray, right? And and more sure unspoken permission, which is unspoken acceptance, right? Cause permission has this gateway to acceptance. Like, oh, they said I could. And then that, you know, I have a space now in community and that goes in all yeah. directions. Like you're creating those gateways of safety and also of not of knowing you're not alone right when we see ourselves reflected in ways that you're like oh, we're not alone that person has yeah. these things yeah. too and yeah. is amazing and therefore i love those things and that means i'm <laughs> amazing you know i mean yeah yeah
1: yeah i so love gorgeous. this
0: <laughs> gorgeous so gorgeous um hmm. well this i mean as a share that i hope contributes this is why I have been more vocal about in certain places and spaces of stating that I am bi because from an outside lens, our house looks like cisgender normative, but it's really a very hmm. queer household. <laughs> <Like a whole laughs> that- Which is
1: just the way that you are. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But again, we think in boxes and, and the, the subconscious cultural programming, it says, it looks like this, therefore it is this. And it's like, therefore nothing come find out who we are. Right. Like,
1: yeah. Who
0: cares? How about that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's a, like, it's like, like, I feel like when you say that you see yourself with, you know, you have a man by your side, you have two children, you have a, you have a, a, a domestic animal, You have dinner at the dinner table, but that, but that's just what everybody does. You know what I mean? Totally. Like like people have animals. People have a partner by their side. Some people have kids. People have adopted children. People have foster children. We have foster dogs. It's a different story for each person, even though it might look the same. It's a different story. Yeah,
0: and there is no normal. That Mm -hmm. is, and there's no normal. Right. Just like exactly. there's no boy things or no girl things. There's only things we like our lifestyle I'd should be comprised of things. We like humans, animals, clothing, <laughs> right?
1: like, art yeah. experiences, events, concerts. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. Beautiful transition. Here we go. Question number four. Um, what's currently coming up in your community? right now, and how are you holding space for it or supporting your community?
1: So like I said in the beginning, my, my biggest and most important work that I do is for, is for our homeless animals. Um, so I have a, I, I'm have part of the committee this year, which I was honored to be a part of at this Animal Haven event. Um, so it's a huge fundraiser and it's a part of the community to help the homeless cats and cats and dogs at, at, at Animal Haven. We raise a lot of money. I have partnered with a lot of local businesses to donate items for our, our silent auction. I've, I'm also doing a contest to give away two tickets but that will be on my Instagram next week. Um, so when you talk about that community, that's something that's so important to me right now in this moment going into the next month um and i'm so excited that they invited me to be a part of the committee because i can reach out to so many people with my network and get so many people involved it's not just me buying a ticket and showing up at the gala and donating money it's me reaching out to the my favorite florist my favorite restaurant my favorite masseuse my favorite hotel and getting everybody involved and spreading the word to help excuse me to help with the uh animal issues that are going on in New York city right now. There are so many animals that are up for adoption. um, And so many people that are returning their, their pets that they purchased, or so many people realizing that now that they're going back to work, they can't take care of the dog Mm -hmm. and they're ending up in the shelter. Mm -hmm. So that's, what's really big in my community right now.
0: That's what you answered right before I asked, because I felt like that the heart of the pandemic saw this surgence of adoptions yeah and now the reverse it's totally the reverse we've had animals at the shelter
1: for over two three years
0: wow and then when I
1: see people buy a dog or buy a
0: cat that looks
1: like an animal that we have at the shelter just breaks my heart and I'm not here to judge anybody that's not why I say these things I'm here to educate you know and i'm sure i have a lot of educating that needs to be done for myself as well <laughs> i'm always open to i don't like to preach and not get something back and yeah. you know, get, get a get a lesson back but that's that's what's very important to me right now and i'm very excited for this event that's happening in the community
0: when is this yeah. event
1: it's in three weeks may 18th
0: okay and we will yeah. for those who are well you don't have to, you cannot be in New York and contribute and support it, yeah?
1: Absolutely. You can donate as little as $1 if you wanted to. I think there will be a link in your uh, podcast. Uh, you can donate to Animal Haven. If you have a business and want to, you know, candle business, clothing business, massage business, hotel business, any type of business where you want to give a service or a product, we're having silent auctions. So all the money for the silent auction goes to the, to the charity. Uh, goes to Animal Haven. So there are many ways to get involved. You could pay for a dog or cat's neuter. You could pay for an adoption. You could give a ticket away to a friend that lives in New York. There Mm -hmm. there are many ways, even if you don't live in New York, where you can get involved.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. We will definitely have the link below in the show notes for sure. And I'm sure I will share them in Instagram stories the week that we are live with this episode. Love it. Um, Beautiful, my gosh, so beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Um, Is there anything else that you feel like sharing or exploring today? Something
1: keeps coming in my mind where I, I hope that people that are listening feel empowered to continue doing what they want to do and continue succeeding in what they're su- currently succeeding in even if they feel like they're not succeeding in this present moment.
0: Yeah. If
1: they want to continue doing it, to me they are succeeding because they're doing. Yeah. So that just came to my mind when you said that. I just want the listeners to know that no matter what you do, keep going, keep fighting. And it is okay if you want to pivot and do something else. It's okay if you want to step out of the box. It's okay if your friends aren't going to be your friends anymore because of what you're doing. If it's coming out of love and coming out of compassion, and if they don't understand it, try to educate them. And if they don't want to be educated, leave them.
0: (laughs) There are other
1: people in the community that are there for you.
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to be a little bold and you can correct me if, you know. Not the case, but I do feel like if somebody just needs those words of keep going or you can that dropping into your DMS or even mine that you and I always show up as the cheerleaders for trying
1: always, always. I remember even when we first met, we, we knew each other from a 10 minute interaction in an apartment. And when we both met up for coffee, we both needed to be inspired by one another. And we were there. I try to answer every single DM. My husband is like, Philip, it's one in the morning. You're trying to like, I have a few DMs and I need the people that are asking me questions or what they want advice or I'm setting up a coffee date. I went on 20 coffee dates last month with people that I didn't even know.
0: We oh got it. Because people
1: were like, I just want 30 minutes of your time and I'm happy to do that. So
0: Yeah. I love this. To the
1: best of my ability.
0: (laughs) Right. To not, I mean, as the self-care mama over here, like within your boundaries, within your energetic safety space, whatever you feel like is in fair balance and harmony, right, energetically. But this is so beautiful. It's the same. Like I answer all of my DMs from here for the last, you know, nine years. And everybody's like, well, I don't want to bother you. I'm like, actually, that's what I'm here for is to hold this space. And on, you know, this wound of your lifetime of hearing the word no you're working through healing that right like by showing up with yeses not only for yourself but for others
1: exactly you made it full circle yeah well, on the, i love you thank you so much <laughs> on that
0: full circle i mean we can't ask for more of a, a bow to today's conversations um So with that full circle, I will simply say, thank you, Philip, so much for sharing your time, your magic, your vulnerability, your bravery, and your healing in this episode. I just, I love you so much. I am so grateful to have you in my life. I really cannot tell you how grateful I am for you. So thank you.
1: I love you back. I'm so grateful for you. And I wish I had the words to explain how much this meant to me. Um, I think it's something that will be an hour of my life that I won't forget. (laughs) Um, And I'm so excited to see what other people have to share on this podcast, because I'm always learning. And I'm very proud of you. And I can't wait to see you again. And I hope to be on the show again if you invite me back.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm going to squeal into the microphone. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and I'm going to be one of your 20 coffee dates in May. How about
1: yes, I? <laughs> yes. I can't wait. And thank you to all the listeners that that listen to the story. I appreciate you all so much.
0: Yes. So will you please share where our listeners can find you and your offerings after this episode?
1: Oh, for sure. So my Instagram is... At Philip Owensalem. My website is philipowensalem.com. And my clothing website is agentpnyc.com. And of course, to donate or look at pets to adopt, go to animalhaven.org. Beautiful.
0: And of course, all of those links will be below in the show notes. So for listeners, please go to the show notes, um, for this episode, even if you typically skip them, because this one's super extra important and you have this opportunity to help with animal Haven as well, um, in this month of may, but even past it, if you're listening in June, July, or August, you can still help at that link. Um, beautiful. All right, my dear magic makers, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing your time with us. I love you and I hope that your magic spark found you in this episode. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic if this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi. DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And make sure to check out all of my offerings at UnicornWellnessStudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that.